There was a song, it was specific. There's a song, and all it says in the song is, give me Jesus. Mm -hmm. Like, that, that's the whole lyrics to the song, over and over, mm -hmm. give me Jesus, give me Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I just remember being in that, such a low place, and like, that's, like, I was just like, I, I just need Jesus. Like, I don't need, <laughs> I don't need nothing else. Like, yeah. all I need is Jesus, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't need your word, this person's word, I don't need your advice. Like, I am so distraught. Really, what I want to say is like I was just so naked, like yeah. and exposed, that I just needed Jesus, you know, and I was crying out, and I and and I I wasn't getting any answers. I didn't feel like I was getting nothing, dude. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because like even after nights of that, I was still like in turmoil. Like I was still suffering. I was still going through my stuff, you know. But if I look at how God met me today, now, mm -hmm. and I would have had the faith to know that I was going to see very specific faces of God in the way that he met me yeah. during that time, during that time. it would have changed my fight. It would have changed the way I fought. Yeah. I just don't believe that we were saved to stumble our way through life, this side of heaven. I believe that we should respond to his saving grace with life that glorifies him in every way both the spiritual and the practical. Welcome back to the Save Talk podcast. You know, there's this, there's this, I think it's popular right now, just something that we're hearing a lot in the church and amongst the, the Christian communities is this idea that God meets us where we are, you know? And I think it's, I mean, I think we can think of some reasons why it's, it's, we're hearing this phrase more and more, you know, I think that there is an increasing of, of just challenge and difficulty and suffering and not that this didn't, didn't, you know, take place in the past, but there's a reason why the Bible's clear that like God's grace and mercy increases over time because sin grows, right? Of course. So this idea that God meets us where we are, I believe originates and comes from, you know, not only, you know, the scriptures, seeing this take place in the scriptures, but it comes from people's experiences, right? Them mm -hmm. going through things and, and, and coming out and looking back and saying, man, I can see what I was going through and I can see how God met me there. Met me, you yeah. know, I also think that there's part of that where it becomes one of those like common phrases where people just throw out and it's say it. it they hijack yeah it's exactly hijacking. yeah they hijack it right and it's like we don't look at i think the that phrase is twofold right so god meets us where we are but then there's also a responsibility that we have to let him in of course you know what do you think about that like what are, what are your thoughts around that that idea that that subject like i'm coming from a place where god is still meeting me where i'm at right so you brought up the idea that man i could look back and see where I was, and then God took me out of there. I'm in a place where I'm like, I'm wrestling right now. Yeah. So yeah. for me, that statement, um, God meet us where you are, where I am, hits a little different. Yeah. But before I get into that, though, I do agree that, especially with this generation, like you said, happened in the past, but I think it's been hijacked because there's a lot of people that use that phrase as an excuse to keep doing what they want to do. Right? Can you... Can you like unpack that a little bit. Yeah. Like, so, so for example, if if you go to a counseling or you go to a church or you go to somewhere, and then if you hear that phrase, "God meets you where you at," I think some people will take that, saying, "Oh, so that I could keep doing what I want to do, and then God will intervene." He can. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Okay. 
He yeah. can, but that's not what we see in the blueprint, right? That, that, that's not what we see in the scripture. Yeah. Like it's usually a twofold. It's usually a form of surrenderance. Yeah. And then God comes in, right? Yeah. But he can also do it the other way, but that's not what we be accustomed to seeing. So I think, yeah, I think for me personally, as I'm going through the season, and I think that phrase, in order for us to understand what that means, or in order for us to understand the work that God can do when he meets you where you at, is that we have to understand that Jesus is fully God and fully man at the same time. Mm -hmm. But that, what, why is that important? Because we have to understand that he knows our anxiety. Mm, yeah. We have to understand that he knows our day-to-day -day life basic functions. Yeah. Right? Because if we don't know that, then we'd be like, what does he know? Yeah. Yeah. Facts. How can he Facts. help me when I'm anxious? Yeah. How can he help me when I'm depressed? How can he help me at work? Yeah. Right? So in order for us to understand that God meet us where we at, we have to know that he's been there. Yeah. And that he experienced it. Yeah. Right. And not only he experienced it, he came out on top. Right. So. So, yeah. So that's good, man. That's I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. One of the angles that you hit on as far as how like we try to take advantage of grace. Yeah. You know, I wasn't thinking about that, like how people that especially especially Christians that quote unquote fall away. Right. They get to this point where take their advantage. faith is super stagnant, like they question everything now. But. <laughs> But there's this underlying tone that they have where it's like, yo, at the end, of, like, it just seems like they're enjoying, they just want to, they just want to sin. Yeah. <laughs> yo, like at the end of the day, like you have conversations with them and you can tell there's a part of them that really just wants to do whatever they want mm -hmm. without accountability. But then their fallback is, well, if I'm called and I belong to God, God will meet me where I'm at. Yeah. And it's like, yo, there's there's just something that doesn't feel right yeah. about that. And it's like you're playing with fire. You know what I mean? Like you, you, you and, and I can't say personally, I cannot say that I've never been in that been, been in, in that, that space. Yeah. Right? Like I've of been course. there. I've been there where I experienced adversity, challenge, trauma, great loss, and there was a part of me that was angry and bitter at God. And I'm like, you know what? This ain't worth it. And then I easily was just able to slip into like, oh, now I could live how I want. No accountability. I could do what I want. I can give into all like the pleasures, the pleasures and desires mm -hmm. of my flesh. And then I was able to play on that card a lot more easily. Like, well, God's just going to kind of meet me. But what we don't what we don't consider, I think, is the price we pay. Yeah, of course. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't consider, like, yes, God's love will supersede your, I want to say it's ignorance because we really don't know what we're, what we're doing. What like, we're doing. What, what, you know what I'm saying? It will supersede your ignorance, but there is a price that comes. That comes with it. What comes with but that, it's, yeah. it's, it's tough, man. Like, 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 trust me, I know how hard it is Yeah. Um, to not use that as an excuse or to use it as an excuse yeah. because, like you, I've, I've done that. i Still do that to this day sometimes. You know what I'm saying? So I understand um, the battle, man. I think for me, one way that is hard for me because it, it's like a wrestling match, right? Like when you're wrestling with God, it's like a wrestling match, right? This is coming from my point of view. And the reason why like, it's been tough for me is because sometimes I, I, I put more emphasis on the rounds that I lose mm -hmm. than the rounds that I win with God, okay. right? So say if it goes 10 rounds, I could lose three rounds and win seven but all my memory and all 
all my effort would be thinking about the rounds that I lost, right? And then what that leads me to do, that leads me to be like, yo, like, just forget it. It leads me back to that thinking that, well, I'll fall back on grace if yeah. he wants it. And when and when you say when you say wrestling with God, you mean the the rounds that you win would be considered you fighting well, wrestling well to do what's right, to honor God. You know Correct. what I'm saying? And yeah, then and the, and the rounds that you lose would be like times that you gave into sin. You gave into sin yeah. or, or or say forget it. So yeah. so with people that struggle in in that fight, like like I know what it's like. Yeah. Like like I said, I'm not coming from a place where where I'm looking back and be like, man, I was there. Like I'm looking, I'm looking back and like, yo, like I'm I'm fighting with you yeah. in this moment. Yeah. Um. So it's been tough, man. And I think for me, so but the 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 one thing that I've learned in the in the surrounding this phrase that God meets you where you at, it's it's you'll know you'll know when God meets you there, right? So if um if we take Jacob, right, when he wrestled with God, mm-hmm. right. Now mind you, Jacob was running away from his stepfather or his uncle, took his family with him and everything. And he was en route to go back home to, to his brother where, where, you know, he swindled his brother. Mm-hmm. So he could die when he gets over there, right? So in the middle of that, he starts wrestling with a, with, with a man, right? With a man in the middle of the night. It came out to be God at the end of it. And then he told the man that, I'm like, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me, right? And the man asked him for his name, Jacob. And then eventually um, the man said, okay, you will be blessed. Where well, he touches his hip socket yeah, and you yeah. will be blessed. The reason that I say you will know is because God will always leave a mark. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's no question. No question. There's never a question. God will always leave a mark. When he yeah. meets you where you at and you win that battle, he will always leave a mark. Yeah. And what's fascinating, too, when Jacob was was naming that place, that area. Like, he named it Pino, I think, or whatever that word is. He didn't name it based on the match, the, the wrestling match that he had with, with, with God. He didn't name it based on, on his hip Dislocated, that he lost. Yeah, like, yeah. He, he named it the face of God. So, the, so when God meets you where you at, right, and you surrender to whatever it is that you are doing that season, like, not only he'll leave a mark, but he'll change your identity. Yeah, facts. And what that does, it allows you to see his beauty in whatever situation you was in. Exactly. You see a, you see a different face of God that you you, know, you haven't experienced before. Yeah. Ezekiel did not focus on the wrestling or this hip pocket. He yeah. focused, yo, I saw the face, face of, God. of God. Yeah, for sure. For you sure. know what I'm saying? So, and that's something that I've been learning through, through my journey. Like, like I said, sometimes it goes right, sometimes it goes wrong. But... So right now, I still can remember that every single time that I fought for something, right, and and I came out on the other side. Like God, like God left His mark in me. Man, you know? that is uh, that is so good. That is so good. Um, the way you just unpack that and emphasize that Jacob named that that place, that setting, that circumstance, the face of God, face of God. the face of God, and, and and you know what, like going back to a practical experience or example i remember like like 3 a.m in my living room my ex is in the in the bedroom and i'm like in i'm, I'm like crying out to god 3 a.m yeah. i got worship music playing and i'm just crying out i'm so desperate i got no control yeah it's in shambles you know what i mean like there's other things that are at play her heart is long gone type thing you know and i'm just like there was this song it was specific there's a song and all it says in the song is, give me Jesus. Mm-hmm. 
Like that that's the whole lyrics to the song over and over. Mm -hmm. Give me Jesus. Give me Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I just remember being in that such a low place. And like, that's like, I was just like, I, I just need Jesus. Like, I don't need, I don't need nothing else. Like yeah. all I need is Jesus. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't need your word, this person's word. I don't need your advice. Like I am so distraught. Really what I want to say is like, I was just so naked like yeah. and exposed that I just needed Jesus, you know? And I was crying out, and I and and I I wasn't getting any answers. I didn't feel like I was getting nothing, dude. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because like, even after nights of that, I was still like in turmoil. Like I was still suffering. I was still going through my stuff, you know. But if I look at how God met me today, now, mm -hmm. and I would have had the faith to know that I was gonna see very specific faces of God in the way that He met me, yeah, during that time, during that time. it would have changed my fight. It would have changed the way I fought. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so you bringing that up is super powerful and extremely encouraging for individuals that are suffering right mm -hmm. now. And your suffering can be because of drug addiction. It could be because of a, a, a relationship that has been toxic for years and you just don't want to let it go or you, you're, you're just desiring for restoration to take place. It can be with your eating habits and you're just, there's, you know, just an immense amount of unhealth, Agreed. you know, overweight. I mean, you name it, sickness, disease, like that is, that is where you find yourself. Grief, grief is a big just, one. Yeah, just, just really like really struggling, really in the dark and crying out to God and not seeing him. But if you can focus and think on the truth and the fact that God is going to meet you where you are and show you his face, man, just let that be the thing that keeps you fighting one more one more day. Yeah, and it, you know and what I'm saying. It, it changes everything when God meets you where you are. It's not to remove you from where you are. Yeah, right. Jacob still had to go to his brothers. Yeah, like he still had to continue on the path. Yeah. Um. So it's not to to remove you from where you are, and it doesn't remove the fight either. It doesn't like, remove the fight, but it teaches you to fight well. It teaches you to fight well. Yeah. yeah. Right from a different identity. Facts, and that's a game right? changer. That's a game changer. If we look at scripture, every single time God meets somebody where they are, the first thing he does is change their name, right? It's the yeah. first thing he does is change their name, yeah. right? That leads to identity. That means now you are mine, so whatever fight, whatever fight you're going to go through, whether you lose some rounds or win some rounds, like, I'm not going to desert you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, like, like I told you the other day, I'm always an advocate for the church, right? I love Christian people, right? Either the ones that talk bad about people, either the ones that, like, I love Christian people, I love the church. I think that that every Christian should be careful how they talk about people in the church. Excuse me. Yeah. Right? But I think part of being an advocate for the church is also having the responsibility to educate and teach people about, yo, like, God is not this faraway presence where he's just sitting on the throne and whip you and give you blessings. Nah, like he, he comes down and yeah. he meets you in your anxiety. He meets you in your depression. He meets you in your grief. Like he meets you in wherever you at. It is now he may not remove it, but he will walk you out of it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I think and I think for the for the people who has hijacked that saying and use it and use it as an excuse to keep sinning like I have, the one thing that 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 always brings me back is that okay, God's been here before. Yeah. Right? God's been here before. So I'm not fooling him. 
like above all guys god know my heart yep. right you may not know my heart I, I i could tell you god is meeting me here yeah yeah, yeah. And you may believe me yeah right yeah. but 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 god's been here before he's done this a couple of times you know what i'm saying um so that's the thing that keeps me coming back like i'm not fooling anybody you know what i'm saying but but that god god will meet you where you at is so impactful man it's so life changing it's faith changing to me you know and 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 the good thing is is that you know like like and i'm i'm speaking from my own experience like when yeah, when, yeah. when we say that phrase like a lot of things just come from me oh, because yeah. like i said i'm in the fight man i think the one thing that that keeps me going is is that i know that that i will live again yeah right meaning so in ezekiel right um i'm listening in Ezekiel, where we talk about the dry bones, right? You know, son of man, would this dry bones live? And he, Ezekiel answers, only you know, right? And then God comes, brief breath, right? And then he said, when I take you out your grave, you will be with me. You know what I'm saying? So there's moments where I'm walking in this dry season and I feel dead. And I feel dead. I feel, you know, like I'm not coming back alive. And all he took was a simple breath from God. And I'm in a fight again. So what keeps me going is knowing that now I like I will live again. You will live again, despite the the battles that you lost, despite the wars that you know you think you lost, despite the grief, despite the anxiety, despite the hurt that feels like that would never go away. When God meets you where you are, it's not just to make you win the battle; it's to make you live again and believe again. So that's been like my. Like Ezekiel, like that Ezekiel been my go-to verse for the past three years, bro. Um, because like, like that's the hope. Yeah. When, going back to you mentioning identity and how God meets meets you where you are and changes your name, right? It's prior to that, like we often have our own narrative, mm -hmm. like our own story, you know. And this this brings me to something that we're doing at the Brook. We're going through this this these different practices, if you will, training slash practices, where it's about being able to tell your story through the lens of God, right? Yeah. And then what it looks like to become like Jesus through specific practical acts like eating, you know, and being with people, right? Mm -hmm. But when you think about like the, the stages or the seasons that you're in where you're crying out to God, you're in need, you're broken, you're grieving, you're suffering, and you feel like you're at that point, that breaking point where it's like, man, I just can't. It just seems so much easier to just give in, give in. To, to my desires. I want to feel some type of pleasure. Like, I want, I want to smile. Like, I, I, I want to feel good. I want to be happy, you know? I think something else that we have to be reminded of is that, man, God's trying to rewrite your story. Because when you think about that, like, the story you have at that moment is not a redemptive one. It's a hopeless one. Like, if you're real with yourself in that season... It's like you got no vision. There's no light. There's no there's nothing though. Like, there's nothing. like you're living for the weekend. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you're you're literally living for the weekend. You, the highlight of your life is getting drunk, is partying, is maybe having sex, eating food. I don't know. That's like literally when you think about that, that's your highlight. That's, highlight. You that's your highlight reel. That's what you're living for. And and when you when you put that on the scale, that's sad. It is. Like, it's, it's, it's really sad because it's like, yo, you were created for more, period. Like, you were created for more than that. You know what I mean? I know for me, if I sit on that thought, life becomes really hopeless really quickly. If I, if I, if I begin to sit on that thought and say, okay, is this, is this really all I was created for? 
Like when you think about people with wealth and that's the story, that's their story. Mm -hmm. Like now I can just party when I want, drink when I want, eat when I want, fly somewhere when I want. What happens to them once they've made all their, all their money? Yeah. They deteriorate mentally, emotionally, spiritually. They just deteriorate because they're like, oh, I thought, I I thought that was it. I I thought that, I thought that, that this was the most fulfilling aspect of my life. Yeah. So it's like being reminded in that dark space is that like, no, God is, God is about to transform your entire story, mm-hmm. which is going to transform your worldview, the way you see life. Like it's going to, it's, it's going to allow you, enable you to experience a transcending type of joy. Of course. Of course. What, what, we, what, what the Bible considers abundant living. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and the other side of that, man, it also makes you gracious to other people, man. Cause, you know, like the, the, for me, man, the one thing that I feel like going through what I'm going through is that I'm able to, to look at through the lens of, of people that are, that are going through the same thing that I'm it's going real. through. It's real. You know what I'm saying? So, man, like my grace for people and my mercy for people. And my understanding for people has grown so much, bro. Like, mm, I know has grown so much just because of of you know I I was that dude li- living for the weekend. Yeah, you know part part like part of me still 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 there. You know what I'm saying? So like, so when when you talk about that, and when I look at where I was three years ago to now, and I see like okay, like how have I changed? Like how has my story was three years ago, and how is God rewriting it right now? Yeah. Right? Um, so when you mention that, I'm thinking about that, and I'm like, man, like, like the more of my story is grace, bro. Yeah. And we, yeah, we could spend some time on that right there. <laughs> it's grace because, like, like right, right after my mom died, right, and after um, I got divorced, but that was the worst time of my life, the worst moment of my life within a year of each other. I was in anxiety. I was depressed, and the way I escaped those things was living for the weekend. Yeah. Um, so, I remember with, within the first year and a half, I used to be out every weekend, right? Yeah. You know, I bought a lot of shoes. I bought a lot of clothes. Um, I, even though I liked some of those things, but part of that was trying to keep up an image mm-hmm. because now my identity was shattered, like we talked yeah. about the other day. Um, and I, I had no self confidence. Like all that was gone. You know what I'm saying? Um, and little by little, like. I've seen how how God has walked with me, even in my sin. God has walked with me. Yeah. So it's not like, you know, I was like, man, let me get better and then let me go try and find God. Like that that's not my story. My story is I got like you in there. Um, as long as you have a willing heart, and my heart always been willing yeah. um to let God in. As long as you have a willing heart, like, like I'm gonna walk with you. Now that that does not mean that all of a sudden, it's going to be like a drop-off. Like, you go out every weekend, and then for the next two years, you're not going to go out every weekend. It's yeah. like, nah, like, like I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to work with you. I'm going to show you my affections. I'm going to show you different things. And slowly but surely, that transformation will happen. So There's a lot of people that don't, don't see that. Like, yeah. don't, or, or, or wouldn't even agree. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of people, a lot of leaders out there that, would say, hey, yeah, there's no way that you're saying, okay, I'm going to walk with Jesus, but like you don't stop the behavior. You're still doing it type yeah. thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and and, uh, and uh, the scripture that would prove wrong is, is the Bible talks about while we were still 
sinners, God came and saved us. Yeah. Right? But then we still talk about that till today we sinners. Yeah. Right? No, I... So, like, God coming to save you is not a cut off. Yeah, exactly. It's it's an ongoing <laughs> It's an ongoing, ongoing pro- it's process. It's an ongoing yeah. walk. And God will always meet us where, where we at as yeah. long as we, we're willing and we surrender and we have a humble heart yeah. to be able to allow him to do that work. Yeah. And he's, thank God he's patient. He's, he's slow patient. to anger. Yeah. You know, like, it's, it's, it's one of the things that, because for me, like, when you talk about grace, that right there, meeting the God of grace, mm-hmm. changed my life. That changed my life, man. I was, I was so critical. Like, boy, when I tell you, I was so critical. I mean, it was part of the, it was part of the, the major and damaging contribution to my, my last marriage was how critical I was about everything. I knew how to point out a flaw, yeah. you know, and all the more with Christianity. Like I was like a legalistic, religious, if you will, you know, harsh person Yeah. because I didn't understand the God of grace. I didn't know the God of grace, to be honest. I wasn't, mm-hmm. I didn't grow up in that environment. Like that's not how my father led me. And as a pastor, that's not how I was led. You know, or or sitting under, you know, my father as a pastor, that's not how I was led. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't see the God of grace or, or mercy. Mm-hmm. You know, I saw a God that required you to to work and earn your seat at the table. At the table. Not a God that that saw you in your brokenness and said, come sit next to me. Yeah. Let's eat. Yeah. Let's break it, bread it, together. It hits different. Yo, it's, man, it, it hits way different. It hits, it hits different. way different. And it puts a bitter, it puts a, like a bitter taste in my belly, man, when I think about how, how I was with people. Yeah. Like, I, it brings me shame, dude, like, to think that I made people feel like that. That wasn't even God. Yeah. That was me. That, that was me. And man, like, in my lowest, most shameful season of my life, God blessed me with a God-fearing woman. Hmm. Dude, when I tell you that, that, that moment, like if I can be raw with you, when my boy came to me, he was helping me clean out my house at that time because we were about to sell the house that I had with my ex and we are sweeping the floor. He's like, hey, you know, one of my friends from college, she's coming down, she's bringing some girls with her and stuff like that. I was like, yeah, show me him. I, w- I didn't even go for her. Yeah. I remember you telling me that. You know what I'm saying? Yo, I walked, I walked, like, we all were at Wynwood, and I, I went there with a wicked heart, bro. Mm-hmm. Man, when I tell you I went there with a wicked heart, like, I'm taking myself there right now. And not only was I just so prideful. You know, you know, one of those things about, like, when you step outside of the identity of God, when you make that willing choice to step outside the identity of God, now you become... You begin to do your own makeover. Yeah. That's why you start buying clothes, you, the shoes, you, you build, you build the physical. You, you build, you, you, yeah, you, yeah, now you building yourself, you know? And, I, and at that point, I was like building myself, you know? Like I was physically in shape, making sure I was dressed right, looked good, always had a haircut on point, blah, 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 right? And I walked in there like I was that dude. And I'm checking out every, all the, every female, yeah. you know? And like not even, not even caring, like, oh, that, this dude is standing next to his girl, mm-hmm. but I, I liked what I saw and I would still yeah. look. That's, that's where I was. I'm trying to describe to you like yeah. how selfish and like wicked my heart was at that point. And have you, what's interesting is I know she saw this because there's a back history with my wife and I 
that I didn't know at the time, but she she was made aware of who I was two years prior to me even to my Jones. Yeah. Oh wow. My wife. Yeah. 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 To me even meeting her. Yeah. My boy told me told her about me two years ago. Showed her my Instagram profile. Mm-hmm. She added me and then was like, "Oh, he seems like one of those like." Pretty boys, I was doing the modeling photos, yeah. like, I'm straight. And then, like, I guess I never saw it. Yeah. And nothing happened with that. But he never said anything to me. So even when he invited me to that spot and said she was coming, he didn't say, hey, oh, by the way, I want you to know, like, like she's a, she's a good girl. Like, I, I, yeah. to- I told her about you in the past. He never said a word. Yeah. Never said a word. So when I'm there and I'm acting like this idiot, you know, feeling myself, checking out everybody... She knows certain things about my past, right? And and is kind of observing this, yeah. you know? But in in God's grace, like in God's grace, something not even about her physical, but in the way she carried herself, yeah. all of a sudden began to distract me. Yeah. Like guys, like that is not that is not a God. That is not a God. That's not the type of God that says, "Well, if you do this, I will do this." You have to do this first. That is a God that in his love and kindness and grace and mercy met me where I was in spite of my behavior. That's a game changer. It is a game changer. Let me ask you a question though. So when you were in that space about you know all about yourself, modeling, how did you feel about yourself? And I wasn't no legit model either, by the way. So, no, so all y'all models out there, exactly. like I wasn't like signed with nobody, nothing. It, it, it was just an Instagram. Yeah, model. I was just yeah, I was just taking photos <laughs> of myself, trying yourself. to make, trying to build a, a page. You know what I mean? Like one of those but things. How how did you feel? about yourself or what did you think about yourself at that at, at during that period of time so I, it was mixed feelings there were moments where i was i was feeling myself mm-hmm. and i was getting all these likes on instagram and all these dms and you know like i'm feeling myself but then i would go home and cry myself to sleep yeah when that fades away oh when that fades away like it's dark yeah. it's real dark yeah and and that's that that's where i was like you can ask some of my friends that i love to this day i was super clingy at that time like i had to be with people yeah me too like i'm I texting them hey let's go hang out let's do something because isolation during that time i couldn't i couldn't handle it yeah i, I couldn't bear me too you know what i'm saying so it's just like that meeting her in that state and and like realizing what kind of woman she was and what kind of man I was at that moment. Mm-hmm. But then her having the, the grace to like fight for me in the midst of my emotional instability, my lack of patience, yeah. like all that, you know what I'm saying? It was such a weird dynamic for me because it was the first time that I experienced from a woman's vantage point or the person that I'm with, like... Oh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give up on you. Yeah, and that's and and, and, and that speaks a lot dude, to, to a man, dude. That that speaks a lot. To does a it? Man. Does it? Like yeah. I remember the first time I experienced it. Like yeah. I remember the first time where she said to me, like I was ready to walk because, like I just, I was just like I just can't deal with this. Like my my emotions are too out of whack. Like I can't even deal with this relationship, even though I was selfish enough to pursue her, right? And I remember the first time she told me, she was like, like I'm not gonna give up on you. Like I'm gonna fight for you. Bro, bro, that, that, like, I could cry right now thinking about it because it was something I did not experience. Because what's part of it is because she made you look at yourself for real, for real. I think what was part of it was that God was showing me real time. I'm giving you everything you cried for, Mm -hmm. everything you asked for in a time you deserve none of it. Yeah. He was showing me his face 
through her actions. So that moment of like, I'm not going to give up on you when I was ready to give up on her or the relationship because of my own issues was God saying, hey, this is, I'm more like this. I'm more like this type of person. Yeah, this is how I pursue you. This is how I pursue it's you. irrelevant to your behavior. When you come out on the other side of that, yeah, you, you a different, you're, you're a different, different person. person. But I think not, not only that God gave you what you were crying for, praying for in that form, but I think the, the reason why it was hard for you to kind of accept it is because that's not how you expected God to answer whatever you was no, praying for. No, not at all. For. Not at all. Right? So sometimes we have a certain expectation that, yeah, God, God, I want you to meet me that way. But within that expectation, we, we have like, our cri criteria. Criteria. But yeah. like, so... <laughs> So this is how it's gonna be for sure, for sure. This is how it's gonna be, and um, and 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 I can unpack that too. But that's another dis that's another discussion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I agree, I agree, I agree. The way he shows up is not always the way that we created in our minds in our and minds. in our hearts. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, man. That's real, man. And and yeah, and and the one thing about God meeting us where we are without having to to get out of where we are to find Him is. Sometimes, like the one, the thing that 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 I've learned and that I'm wrestling with, and I have to remind myself sometimes too, is like when I cannot stand to to like look at my face or look at myself or look at my like guy, like like guy, who are you, guy? Yeah. And those moments that I wrestle well, it's always the same thing that he turns my face, look at his. Yeah, that's good. It's always the same thing. That's good, man. And during the times where I don't fight well, is me still feeling a certain way about myself. But what I do is I call people that will validate what I'm feeling at that moment. So, for example, you, you talked about how isolation was bad for you, yeah, right? Yeah. Where you needed to be around people. Man, my first year after my divorce, between you, Chip, Carly mm -hmm. and Jody, I would speak to either one of y'all every single day for the year. Yeah. But part of it was not only because like I wanted you guys advice, but part of part of it was because I didn't feel alone. Yeah. In your thoughts. And my thoughts. And second, it made me feel good. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But what I didn't do when I first woke up every morning is pray or read scripture. Mm. Because I know it will force me to look at myself, mm, and good. I wouldn't like. That's good. And I, 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 I wouldn't like what I was, what I would have saw. Yeah. So instead, right, I called, right, and most of the time we wouldn't even talk about like we talk about scripture, or what, but most of the time it was just, yeah, I'm feeling bad, so let me just hear somebody's voice so That's I can good. escape yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Right. So most of the time we run away from the things that we should be running to. I agree. Right. But it goes back to the saying, like the one thing that I've learned is the reason why, like, like the times that that I didn't call and I went into prayer and I went into scripture reading is, man, like turn my face away from myself and look at the beauty of God. Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. Right. So at those times where I couldn't stand to look at myself at the time where I couldn't stand and be like, God, you so wicked, like. Man, like you went to last night, you did this. This morning, you did this. Yeah. Right. And during those times where I didn't call somebody to get a validation, I just say, God, I repent and go to the scripture. Like, He always pointed me back to His beauty, to His face. You know what I'm saying? And then to this day, it, it's still like that. Yeah. Yeah. To this day, it's still like that. So, 
yeah, man. So God, man, God, man. Like I, I, I'm not saying I'm in, I'm in an awesome place right now, but I think I'm in a place where I could see God's faithfulness in His work in my life, and and it had kept me from doing a lot of things. I was just gonna say that, man. I was gonna say, <laughs> I was gonna say it for you. I was gonna say God is faithful. It is, man. But like that, and 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 it's a word that we should just never say for granted. God like truly is faithful because it doesn't matter like what place you're in. Mm -hmm. The constant is that He's faithful. Yeah. In spite of the place you're in, He's gonna be faithful yeah. to you. To you. you know. Yeah. And and that's the saving grace right there. Like the fact that God is gonna be faithful to you in spite of the place that you're in. It's so encouraging, and it gives so much hope, and it allows you to live and now 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 i'm speaking from a, a more of a place where i'm at like where i'm no i'm no longer in i guess that's sl a slum mm -hmm. you know or a dark place mm -hmm. but i'm still able to take the the experience of god's faithfulness and grace and now i'm able to live like like fearlessly yeah like even in the practical things like just knowing how, like knowing how much god is there for me in my family, in spite of all the different things I've been through, mm -hmm. it changes the way that I that I live. Like I, I I'm I like I'm just not I'm just not afraid. You know what I'm saying? Like I can I can dream and I can I can I can go after what I want. You know, and I can not be bogged down by the anxiety or the worry or the fear. Like life is rich. If if that. Uh, yeah, if that course. makes sense when you know who's in your corner of course and and it's not just you're not just saying that but you know it like you've ex you've experienced, you've experienced it. it yeah you've experienced it you know yeah man i yeah that powerful discussion powerful discussion god mean you where you are and, and and just like what that looks like man i would just encourage you all no matter what you're going through god's got you that's really all i could say because there are certain things that that certain people are going through where it's like there's no one scripture, but just know that God is faithful. And we know this because of history. God has proven himself over and over and over to those that belong to him, to those that he loves. And it's not going to be forever. It's all temporary. And it's all going to be worth it. That, that's the, that's, I think that's the hardest pill to, to swallow is that, yeah, in spite of what you're going through, like it's actually going to be worth, worth it when you come out. Yeah. It's hard to believe that. Would you agree that it's hard to believe that oh, yeah. God, I lost all this, but it's yet yeah, it's gonna be worth it when I come out. The hardest scripture to, for me to believe in this season is that everything will work out for the good of those. Yeah, who love them. yeah. Like, right? Like, it's hard for me to believe that, man. Like, because despite in what season you're in, one thing I've learned is, yeah, God can meet you where you are, right, and you're walking. But those times where you lose a, that battle. Mm -hmm. The consequences from that battle still is still there. Yeah, yeah. Right. So to to be like, man, everything will work out for the good of those who love them. When I hear that, to me, the expectation is like, God, you, you have to remove those consequences. That's the only time it's gonna work out for the good. <laughs> but He does it. Yeah, I mean, he does it? I, yeah, you know what I mean, there, um, there's it, it's great. It's interesting how grace shows up when it comes to things we do that we shouldn't do. And the and and the price that comes with that. Yeah. Sometimes sometimes it does feel like grace removes the the price you pay. Yeah. It, sometimes sometimes, it, it, sometimes yeah. it feels that way. Mm -hmm. Um. And then sometimes it's just it's just it's just blatant. Like yeah. no, there's gonna be a price. There's gonna be a price. The price is gonna be heavy. God's gonna get you through it. We look at David. Yeah. In the in and 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 just man, some of the prices that he paid. Yeah. But 
um, with that being said, like, don't even worry about it, man. Like, like, just like you said, like, God is going to take you through this journey. He's going to show you his face. And that's that yeah. that's something that that you can cling to and, and place your hope and your trust in that, that God's trying to show you, show you his face and rewrite your story. Because believe me, the story that you have right now, it does not compare to the one that he's trying to write for you, you know? Yeah, that's real talk, man. But I hope you guys enjoyed this one. We'll catch you on the next. God yeah. bless. Yeah, this is really good.